Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. What a great way to start Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, uh, Carl Middleman. Is this Baby Shark? No, this is Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Pitbull. Pitbull. Who, honestly, I had no idea, Carl, what Pitbull looked like because I'm not a listener to his music until I saw a picture of you dressed like... So I, I saw a picture of you before I ever saw a picture of Pitbull. To, and I'm standing to look in like Pitbull. front of pictures of Pitbull. Yeah, yeah. But because, Mark, I play the music at the St. Louis Blues games, I know Pitbull intimately. <laughs> because they're, so, they're, they're great dance songs. Yeah, they are. you gotta, you got to admit that. Uh, let me ask you, Carl, though, what is on your head in these pictures that I saw online? That is a bald cap. And that is my natural facial hair, just enhanced with a little bit of eyebrow pencil. Whoa, you prepped for this. Uh, so did, did people get pictures with you? Were you like a hot a hot item out there at the concert? Well, first of all, there were about 100 people dressed as Pitbull, but I was the only <laughs> one who was not a teenage girl. <laughs> and I got I did get my picture taken with a lot of and people. You can see those pictures on Instagram or Twitter at underscore Carl the Intern. I had those aviators on, so I couldn't see, and I didn't know who I was getting pictures taken with, so I made sure I didn't touch anybody. <laughs> his his wife stayed about five paces behind. I don't think she wanted to <laughs> identify with Carl that night. We walked out of the hotel, and somebody said, oh my God, is that Pitbull? And I said, it is now worth it, because... Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge on that a little bit. It's pretty obvious. You don't have to be too close to see that it's a bald wig, right? But if you're not, were looking, they drunk? Yeah. Okay. All right. That might explain it. <laughs> it was still fantastic. That might explain it. That was my outdoors of the show. That was my outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Last the, weekend, at the other Casino. great outdoors. Why Carl was while Carl was doing that, 
uh, I took my great outdoors, my trailer, and hauled it across country to a campsite just outside of Lexington, Kentucky, to Whoa. partake in the Bourbon Trail this past weekend. And I have to tell you, Bo, it's something you've got to do sometime, whether you're a big fan of of that wonderful brown juice or not, you have got to you got to go on the Bourbon Trail at some point. And did you, did you, is this like a bar crawl kind of thing or a distillery crawl? Is it's that, a is lot that what it more is? organized than that. Well, it's, <laughs> it has to be. It's more organized, but it's also uh, some pretty powerful stuff. So if you're going to several of these distilleries in a row, where if you've got, if you, this is important, you can visit the distillery and go to the gift store without taking the tour. But if you take the oh. tour, you also get samples along the way. So if you're going to be doing, part. Shots, one-ounce shots, basically, uh, is the pour they would give you of samples of their different bourbons. You want to have somebody else driving the bus, <laughs> which is why we set it up as a tour, and tour companies have grown up. This cottage business has grown up in central Kentucky, where you can actually rent a tour bus and with a driver who takes you to the distilleries that you want to visit in that particular area. So you don't have to I drive. I would not want to have to. I would not want to have to clean that bus floor. I'll tell you that. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure things it, get out of hand sometimes. Well, if you've ever gone to Washington, uh, the wine country, Herman, I mean, you know, same kind of thing. Those little bitty samples certainly add up, and they add up quickly. Um, did you see anybody down there that looked like Pitbull while you were there? I did not, oddly enough. Oh, look it's at just that! Very weird. Because <laughs> uh, they so were all you, at the okay. sold out show. That's yeah. That's it. So this is a, this is a, an opportunity. I'm going to presume that you were able to uh, uh, write this trip off because did you do a <laughs> podcast out there? No, but I'm going to do a podcast uh, that should be posted up on the website shortly. Uh, I do a personal podcast called The Mash for listeners who who've not been informed about that before. Wherever you get your download of the podcast for for Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors, you can also search for The Mash. It's got a picture of a hand holding up a neat pour, and it's just about bourbon and things that go well with bourbon. And I will do, I've, I've done an episode in the past about the bourbon trail. I talked to the people that market that, and you can do a variety of different loops that include yeah. the the well-known distillers, but distilleries have popped up all over the state of Kentucky. So there are a lot of craft distilleries like Castle and Key and others like that where you can go visit and sample their goods as well. So, so you can visit the bourbon trail five times and still not visit all the distilleries you can kind of mix and match when you go down there so it's a wow. great resource my next version of the mash my next episode is going to focus primarily on my visit and things we learned on our first official tour of the of this um on on what you should and shouldn't do and what we would do differently next time so I think sounds like a sponsorship idea for the uh, the mash, doesn't I'm it? I'm just telling you, I think it's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a, you can learn along with us because we had a great time, but if we were doing it again, there's some things we might have done differently. And isn't uh, that the way it goes, though? Probably. Uh, you know, you try and do something, and you know, <clears throat> like like it's great bonfire season with these cool temperatures at night. You know, first time you maybe lit a bonfire, used a little gasoline. Not a good idea. You, you learn some tricks on what not to do, uh, even on a uh, even on a, a bourbon tour like that. So, how many square miles are you covering, Mark? When you when you well, I guess I need to listen to the mash. But I mean, can you tell us like how many square miles are these distilleries in? 
Uh, you know, I did not. I was not a math major, so I don't know if I can determine Ballpark. that exact number. Nor for was you. he driving. <laughs> <laughs> we drove. We probably drove twenty-five to thirty miles between one of the distilleries, for example. So right. it, it, sometimes a couple of them are bunched up together, like like a Woodford Reserve and Four Roses and Maker's Mark are all not all that far apart. Um, but but then Buffalo Trace is up in Frankfurt, which is probably twenty plus miles from that location, and it's not a problem to do them all in the same day. The point is, you really need to plan it out, and you have to have somebody else driving for that reason because it's just not worth the risk, right? Oh, of course, of course, and and, uh, and I'm sure that those small craft uh, craft uh, bourbon places are kind of like the craft beer places. These people are like scientists, and they're so passionate about what they do. I can only imagine it's probably ramped up for the bourbon world. Uh, very true, and and here's the thing about it. I mean, it's not it's not magic. Uh, the, 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 there's a you have to know how to obviously use the right corn and and the right uh, barley and all of that stuff and get the the mash hence the name of the podcast right. right and then you distill it and you put it into barrels it goes in there clear like you know moonshine and then it ages in the barrels where it soaks in and out of the wood that's been charred to a certain degree depending on the distillery and then sure. you get the product that comes out of that and the end product is is certainly impacted by the recipe but it's also impacted by how long it aged and I found out that I'm a fan of most bourbons I drink. I want to be at least five years aged. It depends on where it ages in the rickhouse. If it's on the bottom floor where it stayed cooler, or yeah. on the on the top floor where that where it gets hotter in the summer because those aren't air conditioned, so they get hot in the summer and colder in the winter than the ones on the bottom floor. It it all goes into the final taste of the bourbon, um, and and you get. That the the tour is a great way to kind of pinpoint exactly what you like. Me personally, I love a higher corn mash bill in my bourbon, so I got to go to Buffalo Trace and find a coveted bottle of Blanton's while I was there, and I got to, I got to buy some Weller while I was there. I love both of those bourbons, uh, so it's it's a great example to uh, opportunity to get to purchase bottles which aren't easy to find if you just walk into your local liquor store. Yeah, I've heard Buffalo Trace is over the top. Never tried it myself, but that's a great tease for the MASH podcast. And uh, that uh, that tour of Kentucky uh, uh, bourbon distilleries is uh, going to be the subject uh, for this week's uh, MASH podcast. That's pretty cool that you guys did that. Yeah. Now, was that, a, was that a, a group of people that you knew when or just I'm, you and your wife? I'm part of a whiskey society, and we decided as a group uh, to go down there. We uh, Probably 10 or 11 of us ended up making the trip. It was a really good time. Nice, nice. Fantastic. That's good stuff. And you solved all the world's problems while you were sipping on that. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Now, maybe if you like (laughs) sipping on something, it doesn't have to be bourbon. Uh, uh, When you're out at, uh, you know, wherever you go, choose to go hunt. Uh, That's something people do a lot. We just discovered, we're going to learn a lot today on this show. One thing is about raccoon hunting, uh, which I don't know. I, I have never been raccoon hunting myself. I had an uncle who used to do it all the time. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I, it's just uh, one of those things that came up. And when you think of raccoon, a lot of people are thinking, oh, the cute little fuzzy animal or the cartoon. No, we're going to talk to a legit 
uh, raccoon hunter uh, Christina Hibbler is going to join us from the Missouri Department of Conservation coming up in just a moment on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Uh, Mark Cox here, along with uh, Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman. And I, that, Carl, that that uh, theme music threw me off there a little bit. Well, there's there's a reason. Okay, because our there's next our next guest is going to talk about a specific animal. And in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, oh this was the song. This was the song <laughs> yes. where you see this animal for the first time. Nice. I, I do vaguely remember that. It is, we're coming up on hunting season. I think bow season for deer starts later this month, uh, what, the 14th or 15th. Uh, and it's also, we're coming up on uh, a very important season for in my family growing up, I had an uncle who went raccoon hunting. He had dogs. Uh, he he loved the sound of them and following them through the fields. And uh, we're about to enter raccoon season, right, Bo? I have, yeah. And I'm I'm always intrigued by it. A friend of mine, uh, Cowboy Tommy, uh, this guy was born 100 years too late. Uh, he was the first coon hunter I knew, and he had the dogs. And he talked about, you know, smoking them out and doing just the stories, uh, nighttime hunting for uh, raccoons. Conservation agent Christina Hibbler is from the Missouri Department of Conservation, and we are here to talk about raccoons, and we understand that you, Christina, are an expert. Is that true? 
Uh, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't go with a full expert, but I, I know a thing or two. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Welcome That's into the show. Start. Uh, How are y'all do you, doing today? Good. And do you do you have a uh, raccoon hunting experience yourself? I do. I do. Um, so I've uh, trapped them and I've hunted them. So I know that, and uh, I enforce the rules for it. So I, I, I sure hope I know something about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, let's start off with that. When do, when does the season start, uh, Christina, and how long does it run? Um, so actually, uh, just recently, we've kind of had a uh, a new season for raccoon come in. So. Prior to uh, this year, the the season ran from November 15th to February 28th. That was kind of your typical fur bearer season. Um, kind of starts around firearms deer season and and whatnot um, to help people reach their management goals. Uh, you know, especially for because raccoons and, and some other fur bearers can be a bit of a problem. Uh, we 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 instituted a new season going from August 1st to October 15th. So. Um, you can hunt and trap raccoon from August 1st to October 15th, as well as November 15th to February 28th. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of how it runs. Interesting. So, so, so for people who are doing this, if they're doing it for the fur, is there a, a, a quality difference, um, later in the season? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, your pelts are obviously going to be better later in the season and that's, you know, historically why those trapping seasons are set so late. Um, you really, in my opinion, the furs that you're going to get, if you're hunting them during the summer are not going to be anywhere near the quality that you're getting on those winter furs. Um, obviously I'm sure people know, um, <clears throat> most mammals they'll, they'll get, get a better coat later in the year of it to, to keep warm during the winter um so uh you don't want to get a you know an old or a, a thinner pelt or all that but most of the people who are raccoon hunting um unfortunately fur prices are so low oh, now yeah. Yeah. um that it, they're they're not turning those pelts in you know um e- even a good pelt you're you're getting like a dollar fifty for it now so people oh. who are hunting and trapping raccoons they're not doing it for the money it's not like back in the 80s where People are out picking up roadkill because the pelts fetch such a good price. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's for recreation value and it's for for managing their land. Um, so that's that's kind of why. But. Conservation agent Christina Hibbler from the Missouri Department of Conservation is our guest talking about uh, coon hunting, and uh, it is on. It's exciting uh, because there is so much involved. Not only uh, the firearm that you used, uh, do people bow hunt these as well? Oh, they do. It's it's very rare, though. Um, it, in my whole career, I've only had one person uh, using archery methods to hunt uh, right. raccoons I've come across in the field. Um, people do it, but it, it, it's pretty rare. Um, typically, the people who are end up taking or harvesting fur bears with a bow, they're going to shoot a bobcat while they're while they're out bow hunting or or whatnot. Um, but people just going out and hunting raccoons with a bow, it's it's pretty rare. Well, raccoons are so cute, right? They're they're so cute, and and cartoons have probably ruined it for me. But um, when when you when you see the the uh, raccoon hunters that go out and do this, are they doing it because the raccoons are tearing up their land? And, and if so, how bad of a nuisance are they? Because we hear about hogs and them tearing up the ground. Uh, are are raccoons really in that category? 
Um, so raccoons can do do quite a bit of damage, um, and typically the the damage that you're going to have is to uh, poultry. So things like chickens and and your ducks. Um, I got a buddy raises chickens, um, and and she lost half her flock to raccoons. So there certainly is is a reason to to be thinning out their population and whatnot. Um, but that that's typically the damage we see from raccoons. Now, if you are experiencing damage from a raccoon or possums, muskrats, things like that. Um, in the state of Missouri, you're allowed to dispatch that animal um, without getting permission from a conservation agent. The only thing you have to do is call a conservation agent within 24 hours and say, hey, you know, this raccoon was killing my chickens. I, um, you know, I dispatched the animal, whatnot. So that it's uh, the owner can protect their property. Um, there's an exception. Obviously, you can't just kill deer or turkey, black bear or mountain lions, um, unless, you know, the mountain lion or the bear are uh, actively, you know, killing something at that time. But um, for most animals, you know, be it raccoon, squirrel, possum, you, you can go ahead and dispatch those without permission and then just let your conservation agent know that you had to do that within 24 hours. Wow. So, Christina, this may not be... Uh, your area of expertise, but uh, but I'll ask because of a comment you made earlier. When I was a teenager, uh, Bo Matthews, besides being an ace fisherman, um, <laughs> I, I used to trap. I had a neighbor. I lived in southern Ohio. I had a neighbor who was heavily into trapping to supplement his income, and he was sure. mostly trapping red and gray fox. The red fox was the prize back then. The gray fox wasn't worth quite as much. He was trapping mink. He was trapping a raccoon. That's primarily what he was out looking for, sometimes muskrat. And back then, you could sure. get... $75 for a red fox, if I remember correctly. Maybe closer Lamont. to 50 for a gray fox. Yeah, not that red fox. <laughs> right, and, right. And, uh, and raccoon prices, if I remember, were somewhere in the ballpark of $25 a pelt. Any wow. idea why that has fallen so much? Is it just a demand issue? Well, it's a demand issue. So there's a lot of people who are concerned about um, how ethical it is to wear fur, of course. Right. And then... Um, a lot of, so, you know, otter and, and pelts like that, a lot of those go over to eastern countries like uh, China or uh, Russia, and they use them for their military uniforms. Those are, you know, I mean, we've, we currently have some issues with those countries, so um, we're not shipping the volume over at all that we used to. Um, the market has plummeted for furs and um so that, that's essentially the reason that we're not getting the prices that you used to be able to. Yeah. Um, well, St. Louis used to be a, a fur trading capital. I, I remember the big fur trading building was right there at the uh, – right by Channel 4, right right by the arch there at, yeah. at, at Memorial yeah. Drive, sure. right? Fourth and Memorial. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. I mean, and, and not just fur. I mean, St. Louis used to be – especially in, you know, in terms of Missouri itself, St. Louis used to be a hub for – any wildlife market um the big problem you know with uh ducks and um, meat markets you know rabbits and whatnot um all those market hunters that's where you know you're at the confluence of two big rivers so people would come and and sell whatever wildlife they had at you know in st louis and um it kind of created some devastation on on our local populations and whatnot but uh luckily uh there's there's not much commercialization of wildlife anymore, and that's that's how we'd like to keep it. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, the sport is out there for sure, Christina. Christina Hibbler is from the Missouri Department of Conservation, our guest. And I'll tell you, Mark, you love going to concerts. Uh, you've ever been to a, an old Rock House concert? At you, the old Rock House? At the old Rock House? Yes. There's a reason I brought this up. Okay. Uh, because right. the old Rock House used to sit, and it was a fur trading headquarters on the side of the arch, like you had mentioned, and they replicated that building uh, with stones from that from that oh, original okay. site. Isn't I that kind of crazy? That. Yeah. Um, Christina, I do want to ask you though. Um, uh, my buddy Cowboy Tommy that I mentioned earlier, uh, he he was not a, a raccoon eater. Um, are you? Do you have a, a fancy recipe for raccoon that you hunt? Um, so you know uh, there are people who eat them, and I I have eaten eaten them. Uh, there's a, a the uh, former Lincoln County game warden t- or conservation agent Tim McDaniel would make. It was almost like a pulled pork out of them. Um, yeah. He would roast roast them low and slow and smother it in barbecue sauce, and it was uh, it tasted like a really rich pulled pork. So I mean, I know that grosses a lot of people out, but uh, <laughs> not me. Carl's nodding. What you kill, yeah, so. it does not taste. <laughs> yeah, sound yeah. like it tastes good. <laughs> no, yeah, it it's like a dark great. meat. Hey, I'll be the first one to admit that I I enjoy the taste of raccoon. So. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. a it's a dark meat, like a dark turkey or dark chicken. They say, "Well, just serve me chicken then for crying out yeah, loud." But, yeah, no kidding. Know, so, Christina, are fun to hunt. Christina, before we let you go, uh, I, I have to ask, and I'm not I'm not trying to to uh, date you uh, here in terms of age, but do, did I hear the rumor that you, as a child growing up, used to listen to Bo Matthews on the radio? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my my dad, uh, whenever we were in the car, we had to have Bo on. So. Oh, that's, all, that's so awesome. Hey, you were raised on country music. You can't be all bad. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so, nope. Love to have many great memories of listening to you with my dad. So. Oh, that's sweet. Christina, have we ever met in like at a concert or something? Or did I meet your dad? I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Okay. Right. No, because he had you out coon hunting. That's what he had you doing. Uh, well, oh. it's nice to talk to you for sure. <laughs> but nope, uh, Christina. Thank you. It, it's been great having you on today. Thanks for the uh, the information. Uh, we knew the season was here. I didn't realize it had been expanded. So that's uh, that's we learned a lot today. Thank you. Yep. Hey, thank you. And you guys have a wonderful day. We will. We appreciate that. Conservation uh, agent Christina Hibbler, Missouri Department of Conservation, uh, because it a lot of seasons are coming up. Apparently, we're already in raccoon season it started in august who knew love that yeah, dove love season that. started this uh last yeah that weekend. was dove season that's always humbling good stuff okay well uh that's about the hunting uh more about the second amendment in the second amendment that's the great outdoors part of it i guess uh the second amendment is definitely in the forefront of uh, gun owners in california we're going to talk to a representative uh with the gun owners of california about possibly some strange laws going on out there you know things happen on the coast and they move to the middle Ugh, we got to stop it, right? That's right. Absolutely. Coming up right here on the Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. We're back in a minute. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews. That is Mark Cox. And Carl, the intern middleman, is our executive producer. You're not the intern. no. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. More. He's the pew-pew man. Pew-pew. We uh, are bringing this show to you in part by uh, Razorback Armory. They are featuring Mantis X. You want a demonstration of this so you don't just buy it online blind because you don't know what it is? Go into Razorback Armory and find out more about Mantis X, how you can become a better shooter without wasting money on ammo. You're going to love the system. They've got it there at Razorback Armory. Go to RazorbackArmory.com. Have you ever used the uh, Mantis X? I have not, but if it'll make me a better shooter, I'm going to have to look (laughs) into that. Dude, after 20 minutes, 94% of people are better shooters. It's that good. It's a it's amazing technology. It really is. So in Check other them out words, Razorback Armory. It takes but, the gun out of my hand and it shoots it, and then I, I'm a better shooter. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, just, may, maybe for you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just right, speculating uh, here. So okay, so as I mentioned uh, leading up to this segment, uh, that it seems like trends start on the coast, and we're not just talking fashion trends. We're talking food trends. We're talking laws and ideas of laws. Sam Paredes is the executive director of the Gun Owners of California. He's also a member of the Board of Directors of Gun Owners of America uh, and uh, treasurer of Gun Owners Foundation. Welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Sam, how are you, buddy? I'm doing just great, and it's a pleasure and honor to be with you, ma'am. It's great having yeah, you on. Uh, Mark Cox yep. here and as well. And, you know, I... I've watched from a distance what goes on in places like California and New York. And just recently, we had this great Supreme Court decision kind of clarifying that these states couldn't couldn't force you to go to extreme lengths to protect yourself, as the Second Amendment allows. And yet in California uh, and New York, they both immediately went on the attack and tried to figure out ways around the Supreme Court decision. Isn't that correct? You are absolutely correct. Unfortunately, in New York, so far they have succeeded in uh, passing the law and putting it into effect. Here in California, uh, with a whole lot of hard work, we were able to defeat Senate Bill 918 that was going to emulate what they did in New York and put it on steroids to make it virtually worthless to have a concealed carry weapons permit here in the state of California. But you're, you're correct. They hate the Second Amendment. They hate the Constitution. They hate the Supreme Court, and they hate gun owners. So they're going to do everything they possibly can to prevent people from legally carrying firearms outside of their homes. That is crazy. Sam Paredes and, and, and the uh, lawlessness that's going on out there is, is frightening uh, for us to see on our TV screens. Uh, how long have you been a resident of California? Uh, all my life. Uh, born in uh, 1956, so uh, 65 years, going on 66 years as a resident. Wow. Have you, have you ever thought, because of gun uh, laws alone, have you ever thought about moving to another state that's more uh, Second Amendment friendly? Uh, you know... The thought has been uh, gone through my brain, but it was very fast and fleeting. This is my state. We understand that California either affects or infects the rest of the country. And Mm -hmm. myself and and my family decided to dedicate our lives to fighting to protect and defend the Second Amendment, restore it here in California. And this is a beautiful state with a lot of wonderful people. And, yeah, we have tons and tons of knuckleheads. 
and, and a government that is going down the toilet, that that pendulum, too, will swing one day. But we are going to be here uh, to fight for the Second Amendment. And now that we have the results of the Supreme Court Bruin decision, we have the tools that we need to overturn the vast majority of all gun control laws here in the state of California. And it's not going to be done without the other side going, kicking and screaming. But we are confident that uh, that California will be a Second Amendment friendly <laughs> state, even though the, 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 the leaders will hate it all the way. Oh, it's true. Uh, Sam Prittis, our guest, executive director with Gun Owners of California. Maybe you could remind people, Sam, for those of us here in flyover country, uh, what it was like in a lot of areas in California before the Supreme Court sort of stepped in here. You you couldn't, like, I can go buy a, a gun and I can apply for concealed carry or I can exercise uh, my rights. Uh, we're, in, we're an open carry state uh, in Missouri. Mm-hmm. You don't even need uh, a license anymore to carry concealed. But in California, mm-hmm. you, didn't you have to prove to the local sheriff that you felt you were under some sort of a specific threat before you could exercise your Second Amendment rights? You are, again, absolutely correct. In the California statutes governing concealed carry weapons permits, you were required, the sheriff was required to ask for a reason of good cause and good moral character in order to even consider issuing a concealed carry weapons permit to, to, a, to a applicant. Now, people need to understand that the of the landmass, the vast majority of California is just like the rest of free America. It is the greater Bay Area and the greater Los Angeles area that constitute the, the significant majority of the population. But in the rest of the, the counties, uh, we had sheriffs that are they consider themselves constitutional sheriffs. If somebody came in, wanted a CCW, they put down, what's your good cause? Self-defense, granted. What's your good cause? Uh, you know, the, 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 for you exercising my Second Amendment rights, granted. So there were thousands upon thousands of CCWs that were issued to those who lived in the non-population centers. But in the greater, for the majority of the people of the state of California, you had to prove that, you know, I'm a jewelry dealer and I transport a million dollars from my business to the bank every day. And then they might consider giving you a concealed weapons permit that you can use only when you're transporting the money. They would limit it. But the vast majority of them said, you know what, that's, that's, there, there's no sufficient cause. The good sheriffs were saying, when people would say, well, I, I need to give a reason, and, and he says, well, do I need to give you a reason to give? How about you drive on dark streets at yeah. night alone, um, which is the definition of everybody in the county I live because it's a rural county. So they said, they just put down self-defense, personal protection. That's it. But in Los Angeles, and, and uh, though things are changing in L.A. and Orange County, it's going much slower in the Bay Area. But, uh, you know, it, ha- it had to be a specific reason. And then the attorney general, once the, the Bruin decision came down, they told all of the sheriffs, okay, you cannot use that uh, uh, subjective uh, uh, reason anymore. But you know what? You guys need to consider the good moral character. So how you evaluate good moral character gives you the ability to deny CCWs. Well, that's oh. a load of sheep tip. That's, yeah. that's the way they're trying to get around 
the the law and and in this bill that they tried to pass they actually acknowledged that that good moral character clause was not sufficient because it was too subjective and yeah, so absolutely it is we're, yeah we're in a fight in california but guys it is so much fun to get into a fight when you know absolutely sure that you're going to win yeah. and that's what we're doing here <laughs> i love that Sam Paredes is the executive director of Gun Owners of California. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm proud of you uh, for taking up the fight and staying in California. We do have homes for sale here in Missouri. Just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> but let, let's remind the listeners of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors what happened not too awful long ago when the uh, attorney general leaked the names and addresses of California citizens who were in the state system because the uh, gun owners on June 30th of this year following the SCOTUS uh, gun ruling, that they, it was published out there. However brief, it was still out there. What was the mm-hmm. thinking? What was the thinking behind that? <clears throat> well, when the, the the legislation was going through the Capitol, uh, allowing the uh, Attorney General to compile all of these databases and to share it with educational institutions, of course, only the educational and research institutions that they thought should get this information. Uh, well, we testified that there is no way that you're going to be able to secure this information, and it is so vital. You need to redact the critical uh, uh, data on all of these applications so that uh, it cannot be put out into the public. They said, no, we've got triple redundant security systems and all of this. So in order for them to, to give you know public disclosure and transparency, they set up this portal so that people can go and get information about how many CCW holders there are, how many there are per county. Well, when they set up the system, their triple redundancy was totally ignored, and they attached and, and used the foundation, the entire database of every CCW applicant, whether approved or denied for the last 10 years. Wow. So you're looking at hundreds of thousands um, and, and and renewals and brand new. It included everybody on our dealer record of sales uh, uh, database, which is everybody who has sold or purchased a gun in the state of California, who knows for how long. It included everybody on the assault weapons registry list. Wow. And here's the kicker. It included everybody on the red flag or gun violence restraining order database. So those people that ostensibly should have their information protected more than anybody, their their data was leaked. Now, we know and the DOJ knows that that entire database was downloaded by people through the internet multiple times they can't they don't know who got them or how many times it went out and once it's out in the internet it's out forever so all that information is is out uh in 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 the ethernet and and somebody has access to it and it either uh, tells them gives them a list of homes they don't want to rob because they know they are armed or a list of homes that have arms and if they're looking to steal guns. It's, so it's it's horrible, man. It, it, it's a joke. It, it's unbelievable that that happened. Uh, Sam, let me let me uh, get back to a point you made earlier. What, yes, what happens in California 
affects the rest of the country, which is why your efforts out there are so important in this case. I know relating to textbooks, I read one time that if the state of California demands certain things be included in a textbook, the textbook manufacturers will change it for the whole country because they produce so many textbooks for California. So when they mm-hmm. cook up an idea like, like uh, I, I don't know, uh, putting serial numbers on every, on every bullet that you buy and making you register to buy ammunition and some of the crazy things that they've, they've cooked up, maybe they'd never put into effect, but they cooked up in California, it could mm-hmm. impact the rest of us just because it's such a, a big state, correct? Absolutely spot on correct. Uh, we have a, a law called micro stamping where the law requires a, a, a gun to impart or imprint the make model in serial number in my, microscopic characters on the primer once it shoots it. If, if a manufacturer wants one of their guns to be, guys, get this, we have a roster of approved handguns. Californians can only buy guns that are on on this roster. It started out with several thousand guns. We're down to to less than 750, and all of them are obsolete models. There hasn't been a new handgun added to that list for what 15 years. Wow! Because they they not only made it a safety where they dropped the gun on concrete to make sure it didn't accidentally go off. Oh, and by the way, when they developed this this standard in order to knock out all of the Saturday night specials that were made of pot metal and blew up in people's hands. Well, all of those manufacturers submitted guns and they all passed the test. <laughs> so it, it was, it was crazy, 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 but they, it, it went from a safety test to a political correctness test. Then they said, all guns to be on here have to have a loaded chamber indicator and a magazine disconnect. And then uh, even though there are agencies like the, the city of Los Angeles, when they bought guns, one of the first things they would do is remove the magazine disconnect because it puts a shooter at a tactical disadvantage. When when you have one round in and you're doing a tactical mag change, you have a rock until you put another mag in, and yeah. that bullet might be the you know, what saves your life. Uh, and then they added micro stamping. You know, this is a technology that even the guy who invented it says is not ready for prime time. But uh, if since no manufacturer in the world uses micro stamping, we have not had a new model gun uh, introduced in the state of California for for years, well, for over a decade. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got uh, Sam Paredes. Uh, he is the uh, executive director of Gun Owners of California. You know, the irony of all of this with Hollywood in Southern California, they are the propaganda machine for you know, shoot them up movies. They've been pumping it out there. Alec Baldwin, thank you very much. But they've been doing this and doing this. And yet in the state, you can hardly even get, uh, you know, a gun or the concealed carry. Sam, we want to thank you for your time and joining us on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, you know, maybe next time we talk, we can talk about maybe hunting uh, in the Great Outdoors out in California, because I'm sure there's some good hunting out there. Uh, there absolutely is, guys. I look forward to being with you again. God bless you, and please continue to be the voice of the Second Amendment across the fruit of plain. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. We, appre- awesome. keep- we appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Yep. Keep up the good work, buddy. Yep, yep. Gun yes, owners, wow. Gunowners.org is the website for gun owners of America. I know that. Uh, Sam's a, a member of that as well. So they do great work. And if you see a lawsuit somewhere in this country against an overbearing uh, law 
chances are Gun Owners of America is part of that lawsuit. So if you're a member and you're contributing, you're helping cover those costs. I would just point that out. It's a, it's a good organization, and they they make um, they make a, a, a big impact, but they need help doing that. So if you can help out, that's a great cause. Absolutely. All right. For Mark Cox and uh, Carl Middleman, I'm Bo Matthews. Thank you for listening to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Share the show. It's uh, always a podcast at uh, at uh, 971fmtalk.com uh, and on kmox.com. Share it with your friends to get the word out about the wonderful things and the horrible things of the Second Amendment and the Great Outdoors. Thanks for listening. See you, boys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.